Son, where'd you find this? This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304s so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. Jersey, Judah. Hey, it's a Tuesday evening. It's raining a bit. It's 46 degrees. I am tired as fuck. It's 628, almost 630. Um, I'm back with another episode, another edition of The Crimson Capsule Chapel. <laughs> oh shit, man. Uh, we got an episode. I think I'm gonna do this just in one take. I don't feel like doing segments, and I don't think this is gonna be over two hours. So we starting off 
like I previewed in the last video, let me make sure my auto-rotate is on. The fuckery continues. So we got Bill Burr to divorce woke wife after psychotic anti-Trump meltdown. That's from Benny Johnson. We also got uh, Sky News Australia with lefties losing it. Once again, lefties losing it. This time, a, quote, climate cultist, end quote, screams while being dragged from street. All right. I am just ready for this week to be over. Uh, there's still a good amount of things that I got to do at this job. So I'm not trying to rush things, but I am trying to get back to finishing what the fuck I got to finish. So I can go to fuck home. So with that being said, Benny Johnson, once again, Bill Burr to divorce, woke wife after psychotic anti-Trump meltdown. All right, let's get it. You took everything from me. I don't even know who you are. Yo, what's up, guys? It's your boy, Benny. It's the video that went around the world, Donald Trump walking in like a conquering G into UFC at 295 with Kid Rock and Tucker Carlson, Don Jr., Dana White, and every single fighter giving the man credit and 20,000 people inside of Manhattan Island, Madison Square Garden, cheering for Donald Trump at the top of their lungs. Oh, baby. And it was a beautiful sight to behold. There's no stopping this man, but as proof that wokeness destroys the mind, body, and soul and allows you to not be able to read the room. There is one person in the audience who wasn't particularly excited about Donald Trump's appearance at the event. That person is someone named Nina Renee Hill. Who's Nina Renee Hill? Who the hell is that? Never heard of that person before. She seems pretty irrelevant. Yeah, she is. Except for she's married to Bill Burr. Don't Trump walk into it. All right, so let me just get into this quickly. Uh, Bill Burr is a stand-up comedian. Um, I known him from Opie and Anthony. Never really checked out his stand-up. Not really the biggest fan of him, but I'm not throwing shade. Some of the things he talks about with women <coughs> tend to be, I don't know, anti-politically correct. In fact, it can actually be seen as anti-left. But he is, of course, a liberal. He's white. His wife is black. Now, the reason why I'm mentioning this is this this explains a lot of things. Um, I talked about this a while back with um, Anthony Cumia. And Anthony Cumia and Bill Burr had a falling out over something that had to do with Bill Burr's wife. Or Bill Burr's wife pretty much manned up on Bill Burr and said, hey, I don't want you hanging around with this racist white supremacist, Bill Burr, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So this is Bill Burr. Um, how do I feel about the situation? I think it's petty. And not really like for the woman, I guess if that's how she felt, that's how she felt. But the backlash. And like I said, the first time that I've, I, I've talked about this, maybe it close to a month ago now, two weeks ago, Max, I talked about how 
that what she did was only going to come back to bite Bill. She's not famous. She can go back to her regular scheduled day of work. Nothing's going to happen to her. In fact, she may be celebrated at her workplace. Bill Burr, on the other hand, ah, not good. You know that holds 20,000 people in 19,999. We're so happy. And there's Bill Burr's wife, as you can see right there, flipping off Donald Trump as Bill Burr stares the other direction. <laughs> Dude, Bill Burr is cucked. Yikes. What a simp. Yikes. Check this out. Nina, Nia Renee Hill. Always, always a warning sign when the wife. Well, so wait, 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 wait. Let me ask y'all this, right? So. <clears throat> if you're Bill Burr and you probably don't like Trump anyway, in fact, I don't think he's not a he's not really a fan of Trump. If his wife flips him off, yeah, it makes him look bad, but it's not really going against him. It's just the fact that she acted out and did that shit publicly so people can point at her and say, hey, that's Bill Burr's wife. That's the only fallback for her. And that's not even much. Now, if Bill Burr decides to leave her black ass, oh, yeah, she's out. She's out, out. She is out. You know, Bill Burr is making some runs, doing a lot of stand-up, collecting a lot of bread ski. The last thing he wants to deal with is a loud, problematic bitch. But then again, that's his decision to deal with her to begin with. The last name. Doesn't take the last name Burr. I wonder why. Donald Trump flipped off by Bill Burr's wife. Bill Burr's wow. wife. Wow. <coughs> Wait a minute. Oh. Got to put this joint out. I'm high as fuck. Put this joint out. Hold up. So wait a minute. Now this is this is crazy. Like yeah, yeah. Bill Burr is a cup. Now, I was not going to say, I was going to let it slide, but the fact that she didn't take his last name, cuck. oh my lord, typical man, I'm straight Democrat, this is Democrat way of living man, Democrat think. I'm straight Democrat. You know, so what, so what if she doesn't take my last name, we're still married, we still love each other, she says that, um, she just says my my last name sounds funny. Beta, beta, male, beta male. Matter of fact, where's Jesse Lee Peterson? Hey, hey, Bill, my friend Jesse here, Jesse Lee Peterson, he has a question to ask. Are you a beta male? Beta, 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 beta. Affirmative. Tango down. Affirmative. Yeah, nigga. Get the fuck. And the crazy thing about it is, y'all wondering why I'm crashing out like this. All right, first of all, Bill Burr's the one doing all the moves, my man. Like, he's the one moving. He's the one making the moves happen. He's the one making the money, right? His money is probably the reason why the woman's around me to begin with, but I ain't going to go too deep into that. You dig? But he's the one that's making the money she should be like okay burr sounds good to me nope she black oh she a black i ain't gonna take that last name you know how she talking i ain't gonna take that last name shambolic 
Nina Renee Hill. What has she been an actress in exactly? Well, we can't really figure it out. She didn't. She's never been an actress in any movie you've ever seen, but she's an actress, of course. She's acting as a wife to Bill Burr, but not doing a great job. Caught flipping off a former President Donald Trump. Middle fingers at the Ultimate Fighting Championship, Madison Square Garden. An avid UFC fan, Trump entered the arena to loud ovations. He was flanked by Kid Rock, Tucker Carlson, Dana White, and Don Jr. Quite the crew. Arena cameras panned to him. And in the background, Hill, 54. By the way, not Burr, but Hill. Didn't take your husband's last name. They're different side of problems. Can be seen raising her middle fingers exactly. to his back as he sits, uh, as she sits in her seat. Uh-oh. Trump seemed utterly clueless about the gesture and couldn't care less because she is an irrelevant, woke, seething, intersectional feminist nightmare who has <coughs> destroyed her once funny comic husband and has ridden the coattails, of course, of his career. <coughs> and now people online, including celebrities that know Bill Burr, are saying that they know that well, the two of them are going to be getting divorced. Now we can, we can show you some of the uh, potential breadcrumbs for that narrative here. But it's worth noting that uh, Bill Burr, you would assume, would take his wife home after that and be like, "What the hell is wrong with you? You just made me a cuck, a simp on national TV, and you reduced our potential earnings by 50% or more because there are 100 million Trump supporters in this country. Probably more than that. There's 75 million people. All right, so let me go into this a little bit. Let me, let's take a step back. First of all, Bill's career isn't necessarily going to go anywhere, meaning... Not, not saying that he's a failure or nothing, meaning it's not going to affect him. Will it affect his relationship or his marriage? Yes. Will that marriage being, you know, falling apart affect his career? Yes. That's going to affect his career. The reason why his career is going to be affected is because this bitch doing what the fuck she did in the public eye. You dig? Like, regardless of how you feel about Trump, bitch, go on Twitter and complain about it so everybody else can, can ignore you. Who gives a shit about how you feel? That being said, <clears throat> I mean, that being said, I do sense it's not that I'm against her doing it because that's like, whatever. Like, what the fuck? What are they going to do with her? Lock her up? Two middle fingers. Oh, my God. That's an insult. Not for assault. You bitches ain't getting locked up for assault anymore. They're getting locked up for insult. What the fuck? You know, two middle fingers. I mean, uh, to me, it's immature. It's stupid. But hey, she, like I said before, she's not the one that's going to really take a loss. I mean, eh, divorce. Do they have kids? I don't know about that. Then, you know, the prenup and then that, you know, you know, Bill Burr could get fried. He could. This could be the beginning of the end for Bill Burr. Now, it sounds crazy that I'm saying this, but as they say, it starts at the home. So if your house, your living arrangements fucked up, your whole life's going to be fucked up. There's no other way to look at it. Meaning if... Because <clears throat> I don't think Bill Burr is that type of person that will even tell her, like, hey, man, that's, that's out of pocket. 
Like even even him, like yeah, we don't like him, but we don't have to be like outwardly retarded in the public. But nope. Just like the rest, man. The woke mafia. Open cast a ballot for Donald Trump. He just flipped all them off. Wow, I didn't know that Bill Burr was married to Letitia James, <laughs> says Jack. Oh man, to like find the lie. Find the lie. Woof! Bill, your girlfriend. Oh my god. Look at the lines. Look at the lines. Straight up and down. Look at the look at the bent, subservient, simpy lines. By the way, Nia Renee Hill uh, is someone who hates Donald Trump. God, I hope Trump gets coronavirus, she tweets from her Twitter account. Oh, good. All right. Oh, there you go. Okay, got it. Fantastic. Uh, what Actor, writer, producer, director. <laughs> Have you ever can – you, can you name anything that she's been an actor, writer, producer, or director in? Hmm. Okay, got it. Also, in her uh, Instagram over here, she has her pronouns, she, her. So pronouns and bio didn't take her husband's last name. Warning signs like crazy on this one. Getting definitely getting the Will Smith vibes on this. Definitely Damn. getting the Will Smith cup Not vibes. The Smith. Here. Oh and, uh, no! No! Bill Burr. Did he just call you a Smithonian? Oh my God, bro. Not a Smithonian. I'm straight Democrat. Not the Smithonian. Ay, ay, ay. I'm good for that, bro. I'm okay, bro. Yikes. No good, man. Men, be careful. No this good. This is the worst decision you can possibly <clears throat> make. No good. Guys, one of the many lessons. Bill Burr's wife flipping off President Trump. Do not marry toxic, woke nightmares unless you want your life to be a living hell. You know who says his life is a living hell? Bill Burr. Check out some of his comedy, comedy, which seems a lot more like a uh, spoken word cry for help. Laying next to God, feel a little nauseous. This is a little bit much for me. And she's just laying down and I'm just feeling this feeling, not feeling loved, profound sense of loneliness. So now I'm just looking at my wife. My brain just starts going like, oh, f did I marry the wrong person? Damn. Why am I looking? I know that seems f***ed up, but once you're married long enough, even not on mushrooms, you have that thought every f***ing six weeks. You just do. Something happens where you just look at the side of their head and just do the math and just think, why did I ever talk to you? Why didn't I could have just walked by? I didn't have to say hello. We had no relationship. We nothing. Why did I ever talk? What, what what would happen if I just never talked to you? Every six weeks, you think that's a healthy relationship. That means you've still held on to a part of yourself. That even though you love this person, you know, you still you you know, you still want to run around like a Mustang a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Bill Burr's comic bits about being henpecked were funny until last night. That's I think this is a little cheesy, but whatever, I'll buy it. You know, I don't I don't have any alternatives tonight, people. You know, using his stand up as like ah little cheap, passe to say the least. Uh, but it's noteworthy, I guess. Shit. Noteworthy. Um like I said, for a lot of those, because I'm 35, so <clears throat> For a lot of those that kind <clears> of, <throat> if you're like me, 
you started listening to Opie and Anthony like 2015 when a year after they already when it was just uh what was it? It was uh Opie and Jim Norton that was left. And Anthony Cumia went and started his thing with Compound Media and the Anthony Cumia show, along with other shows that he's, you know, responsible for, along with bringing a lot of people on. Um, I started listening to Opie and Anthony in like 2015. And a lot of the Opie and Anthony shit, I kind of went backwards. I went to like one of their first episodes and listened to that. And then one of the <clears throat> one of the crazier episodes <clears throat> for a lot of people, of course, would be uh, September 11 or 9-11 they recorded. And, you know, everything that went on in New York. And they were in New York. But I think they were in Long Island, if I could be wrong, when they recorded. Um, you know, Bill Burr was one of the people that would come on because their platform, Opie and Anthony, was just really good with getting a lot of comedy and a lot of funny people out there and really putting the spotlight on a lot of these people and, you know, highlight where they're performing and, you know, if they're going to be in any films, if they're going to be in television, if they have an interview with this person, that person, you know, Jim Norton, uh, one of the funny people as well, you know, shout out to Jim Norton. He's from Jersey, you know, another individual from Jersey. I I believe Edison, New Jersey, shout out to Edison. But, um, Bill Burke kind of showed up. He had some funny lines, but like, his stand-up to me was kind of dry, but I think that's kind of his style, and that's why people like him so much. So I don't disrespect him in a sense, in a sense that I don't think he's funny. It's just he's not one of my favorite comedians. He's like he's not anywhere near one of my favorite comedians. But you know he's still you know noteworthy. Um, he's grinded for a long. He's he. A matter, matter of fact, for those who's seen Breaking Bad, for those who've ever seen the show, Breaking Bad, there's the fat guy, and that's uh, Duvall, is it Duvall? I forgot his, I for, Duvall Crawford. Duvall Crawford. Duvall Crawford. The, the heavy guy, the fat guy, the black guy, he black. And there's another guy who has like the red hair the, and the facial hair. That's Bill Burr in Breaking Bad. He has a small sort of like cameo role but he's in there. And if you watch the show, it's a, it's a great show. You'll notice him towards the end, I think, like season four, maybe five. I think they had six seasons. So <clears throat> he he has been in the spotlight. Um, will he get anywhere higher? I doubt it because you have to realize, like, comedy itself is different. So, it, at the time when there was people like Dane Cook, right? <clears throat> Who's talking shit about Dane Cook? Oh. Um, Corey Holcomb was talking shit about Dane Cook because everybody at one time overhyped Dane Cook. He had the Comedy Central specials. He was doing a lot of, he was doing a lot of work, Dane Cook. But what ended up happening was, I think in a lot of ways, people burned themselves out. It was a mixture of him burning himself out and then people. But if you sell out like Madison Square Garden with comedy, right? I don't think he did that. But if you do some shit like that, like 
you're going to be pretty much held to that same level in the next show. In other words, if you get less people, if you get less of a of an attendance, then that sold out show, they look at you as a failure. Like, oh man, you fell off. Like, what happened? But I think with Dane Cook, at that time, he was funny, right? And this was way before the true, like, censorship of cancel culture really, like, kicked off. So he did a lot of dirty humor. But those people don't really last long. It's almost how, like, Andrew Dice Clay was before, like, he got censored and, like, he got censored from, like, MTV or some dumb shit. Like, his comedy was about shock value. That's what brought people to the venues. When you tell a person like, hey, we don't allow that vulgar language here. You are pretty much. You pretty much broke the guy apart. So he wasn't able to circulate, but he was still a name. People still bring up the name Andrew Dice Clay, Andrew Dice Clay. I don't think Bill Burr is going to reach the Andrew Dice Clay level. Not because he's not funnier in a sense, but because even to have shock value today, it's almost like a suicide mission because someone's going to get offended off of one joke, one post, something you said in an interview, and that can be the end of your career or they can temporarily shut you down just like they did with Kevin Hart over that uh, homophobic post on Twitter like back in like 2007 that prevented him from hosting an award show, I think, in 2013, 2014. This is what these people do. His life. He's not doing jokes. He's doing a spoken word cry for help. <laughs> yeah. Petty. Petty. Careful, men. Careful. This nigga's petty. This is what takes down men. Good men. Funny men. Strong men. It's always the wrong choice. And the most important choice you can ever make. I'm going to tell my kids this is Bill Burr and his wife. <laughs> LaFonta. <laughs> All you need to know about Bill Burr and Nina Renee Hill. Nia Renee Hill. I don't care what her name is. Look at that. <laughs> green line test. The green line test. Shame. There you go. There's your test. When a man leans into his girl, it reveals that he feels needy or lower in value. He reveals that he has a weak mindset and that he feels dependent on her. Green line theory. There it is. <laughs> ah, yes. So humiliating. What's this? Oh, it's Bill Burr saying that his wife censors his jokes. That he lets his wife pick his jokes. Yeah, no, she's the best. Wow. So, like, no one. Oh, man. Say, and she puts up with me. And uh, I actually run jokes by her. Do you really? Yeah. Like, should I say this? Is this going to, you know, nowadays there's always that. Should I? It's so weird now. You want to know what that looks like? Right here. I'm beginning to think Bill Burr's wife may wear the pants in the relationship. <laughs> yeah, I already knew that. Yeah, I already knew that from the beginning. Um, and I don't want to be like, I'm not a racist, obviously. I'm not a racist. But I've noticed that when black women find themselves with white men, they sort of they they do have that tendency <clears throat> because you can tell a bitch like that she's dealt with niggas long enough that she'll deal with a white guy just like she'll deal with a black and and she'll try to make all the decisions for him. Oh no, you should wear this. 
Now, if you as a man goes, yeah, you shouldn't wear that. Oh, man, you you insecure. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with you. But these bitches, these bitches can tell you and critique you all goddamn day. See, that's why I don't got time for these type of bitches. They can go kick rocks. Fuck these bitches, man. Respectfully, like, honestly, I can care less about these type of women. Because you already know these bitches ain't about a goddamn thing but problems. Bitch comes with, bitch comes with nothing suitable, nothing reasonable, nothing appropriate. Has no traits of responsibility. Everything a motherfucker got to do is for her. Right? We went over that African bitch. What was that shit from? I forgot. Bitch sound like she was straight from Wakanda. A man with no money. A man that can't pay your bills. A man that can't pay your car note. A man. I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Go sell pussy. All those demands you got. Bitch, you better be selling pussy on the side. That's the only way you want to survive. None of these hoes got any proper home training, any proper work ethic. Bitch, fuck out of here. Bitches ain't doing a goddamn thing. I'm like, God damn. And you know she got stamps. You know she got Section 8. You know she got the house and set up. Bitch paying $45 a month. Ho, 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 ho paying $40 a month for where she's staying and still got a reason to complain about something. So I know this funky ass bitch. What the? Still got something to complain about. The man got to have everything. Bitch, you on Section 8. You don't got a goddamn thing going on in your life. You don't got nothing going on in your life. You on Section 8. But you need a man that's six figures, huh? Six figures or higher. Man, you bitches live in fucking la-la land. Bitches is smoking angel dust. And these bitches are dusting. How about that? They're dusting. How about that? What the fuck am I talking about? These bitches are huffing glue. How about that? Broke bitches. Can't even get high. Can't even get a proper high. These bitches is huffing spray paint. Uh, uh, spray paint. Bitch, better smoke a joint and calm the fuck down, man. These bitches out here, I don't know what. They're zooted, dude. How about that? They're zooted, dude. <laughs> fuck is wrong with these bitches, man. <laughs> this is so sad. Fuck Look it. at so, what some of the other comics have been saying. Uh, not doing jokes. Yeah, doing spoken word cry for help. Isn't that, isn't that so true? Some of these other comics here, uh, this guy uh, used to perform with Bill Burr and is a really funny comedian. I certainly learned what an overbearing POS this woman was years ago when she made Bill cut all ties with me. Don't be fooled by this tough guy persona. This woman runs every aspect of his life. Notice how his comedy has changed since he's been with her. But Bill Burr never had a tough guy persona, though, as far as I'm concerned. Like, Bill Burr has always kind of been sort of, I don't want to say generic, but pretty kind of like, like generic. Normal, generic type of guy, you know, kind of, you know, humorous, you know, a little shock value here. He's never been like a stereotypical badass type of guy. Well, let's go ahead and check in on Bill Burr's comedy. I got it really into vaccines during COVID. I can't stop getting them now. <laughs> Do they make, hey, do they I make you got the shingles one? I got my second one. Do they make you? Uh, do they make you sick? The shingles one, the first time I felt a little uh, weird. 
And uh, and then the second one, I, I had a little bit of a headache yeah. the next day. I ain't gonna lie, like whatever people decide to do with their, themselves, they should do it. I don't think their personal influence should be a motivation for others to do it. In other words, if a person wants to get vaccinated, they can get vaccinated. Don't have these retarded, idiotic, narcissistic celebrities try to teach us and tell us how to live our fucking lives. They're the ones that's in the mansions. They're in the, they're the ones in the, you know, you know, multi-thousand dollar vehicles. You know, they're out here just living it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't give a fuck about what the fuck y'all niggas is doing with y'all lives. Respectfully. I don't care about this nigga, this white nigga, or his black wife. I don't give a fuck. I don't care that she even flipped off Trump. It doesn't matter to me. This is just business. This is just content, you know? There's somebody out there who's entertained by this, you know? I just see it as uh, a little petty. Um, I Ironically enough, and this is kind of the thing that's always funny about certain content creators... They'll try to expose somebody, right? Or like they'll expose somebody that they don't agree with, but by them having the numbers and the amount of supporters and subscribers that you have, you've almost highlighted your enemies. That's the thing about strategy. You know, people that I'm enemies with, I'm not gonna display it. I have no reason to. That's that's idiotic, stupid. That would be like, what if the army had podcasts and all the army did was talk about what moves they were going to make attacking another country. And every episode they're telling you, yeah, we got our troops ready at such and such. Like, it would be stupid, right? It wouldn't make sense. It would be dumb. Yeah, this is the Oorah the podcast and, you know, we're planning an attack on such and such. Like, niggas would go, wait a minute, what's going on? Like, the enemies can hear this. <laughs> they're writing notes. You're ready? All right, anyway. Like, did not have, like, shingles? Whatever the f- This you get your little vax on. I got something worse than shingles for you. I got, I, I got. Get your vax uh, ladies on, Ladies and gentlemen, baby. I got something that'll, that'll absolutely get your vax cause on, you baby. great pain. Right there. Right now. I can't see it, so. Marrying the wrong person. Okay. By the way, it's broken Bill Burr. Here's Bill Burr tweeting. I don't. Broken I didn't know Bill they Burr. sold masks in Florida. Broken Bill Burr. Yo, this nigga Benny Johnson's a piece of shit. <laughs> Yo, this nigga Benny Johnson is a real piece of shit, man. And I wouldn't be playing his videos otherwise, man. Who would I look like? Playing responsible people? People that are like, what, proper? Like, fuck I look like. This podcast is all about shenanigans, fooleries, crash outs, you know what I'm saying? Bitches telling on themselves, you know what I'm saying? Weak-minded, pathetic simps, betas, low-tier, low-testosterone, jabronis, jobbers. Like, these guys aren't even curtain jerkers. They're, they're in the backstage putting merchandise in boxes. Peasants. Nobodies. You know. And it's not that they're nobodies because they're not making money. I'm not balling. That what I'm talking about has nothing to do with money. You know, what I'm talking about has everything to do with morality. Niggas have no morality. Niggas have zero morality. They'll do anything for a dollar. These niggas, just like these hoes, they'll do anything for a dollar. Take some clothes off, sell some pussy. 
you know, what the? Good to see. Careful you marry. Bill Burr. So funny. So Sick. funny. I got lots of vaccines. And look out for your best interests and trying to get 400 yeah. million people to all pull in the same direction. Seeing that and see that right there is where you as a comedian lose my respect. You are a comedian, sir. You're not involved with the people that are putting these vaccines together. But if that's what you want to do, once again, you could do that. But if you feel that it's so meaningful, then you wouldn't need you would you would believe that other people, if they had that opinion, didn't have the same belief. But no. It's like these politicians, these Hollywood celebrities, they try to become hand in hand. So it's like this is like dirty work, man. This is real dirty work. This is real like dirty work for the DNC. This is some real sloppy, messy business going on. Very messy business. This reminds me of uh, when Spike Lee. Oh yeah, I, I gotta point. I gotta point niggas out, man. I gotta point these niggas out, man. Sorry. That's like that nigga Spike Lee, right? This nigga Spike Lee was violating back in the day. Not back in the day, but like three years ago, this nigga was violating. He was doing commercials, giving women, offering women rides. It was some company that offered women rides and old ladies rides. To get vaccinated. Sick. Dirty work. Niggas got to get a check, though, I guess. But God damn it. That was cold. When I saw that shit, that was an actual commercial. It wasn't. It was an advertisement and it was a commercial, I believe. I was like, yo, this is wild. Yeah, they're going to they gonna go. They're going to get down and dirty for a check, man. These niggas are a disgrace. These niggas are going to go down and dirty. You know what I mean? They might end up in Diddy's mansion. They might end up in a house that looked like motherfucking a set of eyes wide shut. And niggas in there, they getting their shit pushed in. They getting their booty cheeks clapped and obliterated. Absolutely despicable. Absolutely disgraceful and an absolute basura. 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 All right. Basura. Treacherous. Trifling. I'm done with this. I don't want to talk about this shit anymore. Bill Burr's situation. Because really with me, it's like, all right. Certain content creators, like, I got to fall back. Some niggas you can only listen to when it comes to political shit. Other people, you can only listen to them when it's fuckery. You know what I mean? I try to bring both, but, you know, most people are going to make their decision. Who cares? Um, Lefty's losing it. Rita Panahi. All right. Sky News Australia. You dig? Um, Shout out to Benny Johnson with that. I guess. Is this a hit piece? Was that a hit piece? Because I ain't going to lie. If it's a hit piece, that's kind of weak. You got a lot more jokes to study. Because really, it's an allegation. The title itself insinuates an allegation by saying that there's a possible divorce taking place. And you're basing that on an old stand-up routine. So you got to use your thinking caps. Be very critical. Some people are clickbaitish when it comes to their shit. Like, for example, me, 
I wasn't clickbaiting with the last episode. The man on the moon got a spaceship blown up. Kid Cuddy. Did he? No. Did he? Yeah. Blew up, blew up Kid Cuddy's whip. Allegedly. 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 Allegedly, of course. Allegedly. Yeah, I mean. So when I say the man on the moon got a spaceship blown up, y'all should know who I'm talking about. You see what I mean? There's no... I mean, there is kind of a... It's a joke. I think it's funny because, like, you know, the man on the moon, you know who the man on the moon is. Kid Cudi. You know what I mean? Day and night, Kid Cudi, you know, on a pursuit of happiness. That nigga was on a pursuit to the opposite direction of his car exploding, nigga. I know that much. What the? Glad the brother's still alive. And by the way, I said it. And I don't, I'm not taking this back. I'm not an industry nigga. I'm not none of this shit. He can't come back into the industry. He's finished. He has to go in the little the little Wayne playing the guitar routine. He got to go in that direction. He's rap wise, he, yo, you don't come back from that. Like damn, nigga. Like, and shout out to academics because he, he he shared the uh, the video that he released like two nights ago on Facebook where he was talking about how Wale was 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 picked up by a bodyguard and hung by his feet over a fucking balcony. By Diddy and his entourage because Diddy is out here really storming through the streets. He's really the vigilante. He has the cops on his payroll. Diddy! You know what I mean? He might have enough money. Shout out to Hassan Campbell. He might have enough money to get a nigga's TV turned off. Get a nigga's snot box rocked. Sick. Sick. All right, but anyway, let me stop coming. Um, <laughs> had to, you know, had a while out a bit. Um, lefties losing it once again, man. A climate cultist is um, just just dragged out, screaming, kicking and screaming. You know how these fucking idiots get. Sky News Australia. Let's get it. Let's start lefties losing it with the leader of the free world. President Joe Biden had another bizarre exchange with a bewildered child. And I love your ears. I love them. They're really cool. What's your name? Catherine. Catherine, what a beautiful name. That's my mommy's name. Well, nice to see. How old are you, 17? Six. Six. First of all, real pedo vibes. Like it has to be addressed. This nigga is suspect. This white man, Joe Biden. He white. He white. And he not. He not Donald Trump white. He's not leader of the country white. He's a peasant. All right. Okay. <laughs> Telling y'all, he's not the leader of the country white. He's Joe Biden white. He's a Dixiecrat. He hates niggas. He hates niggas behind the scenes. He hates he, he 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 hates niggas. In fact, I can I can tell you right now, if I can only assume, right? Joe Biden was upset when he had to choose Kamala Harris as vice president. He was like, damn. But he knew. But he knew. Like, hey. 
Um, the blacks, the blacks, and how he was chose by Barack Obama as vice president because Barack Obama and Joe Biden never really saw eye to eye. A lot of people don't know this. There's a lot of things that I mean, look, man, I've I've pointed this out time and time again. There is footage of Joe Biden denouncing and disagreeing with same sex marriages. Not even five, not even four years later, Barack Obama legalizes same sex marriages. While Joe Biden's the vice president. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. So everything that Biden has been doing, whether it was selecting Kamala Harris as vice president or, as they would say, getting a person of color in that seat. All right. Then going from being against the rainbow agenda to supporting it and having transformers flash cameras in front of the White House. Nigga, come on now. Come on now. Come on now. What the? Okay, but given his strange sniffing antics, I'm not sure why parents continue to take their children along to his speaking engagements. I mean, what can poor six-year-old get from that? They love it. (laughs) I know. I feel for her and her parents, and I'm not sure. Are you 17, he says? Oh, my. Not not a good look for him. He's got bigger problems right now. He's cratering in the polls. There's more rumblings within his base and his party for many reasons, not just limited to that one. So we'll see how this story unfolds. That's it. He's really, those polls aren't looking good, and if he doesn't turn things around, you do wonder if uh, Gavin or somebody else is going to uh, make their move. Now, let's go to Greta Thunberg, who's anti-Israeli activism. God, not this bitch. Fuck. (laughs) Y'all don't understand, man. I despise this person. Has seen a response from the IDF, sort of. But first, let's let's look at Greta losing it last week, even getting interrupted during a pro-Palestinian rant at a climate rally. We have not been listening. The people in power have not been listening. I have come here for a climate demonstration, not a political view. Calm down. All climate justice and occupied land. All climate justice and occupied land. Now let's <laughs> bitches is burnt. You fucking he's fucking whores, man. <laughs> I gotta bring that back, yo. Yeah, that sound they sound like they sound like um a cult, my nigga. These niggas sound wild spooky. What the fuck is wrong with these people, man? What the What the She what? Let me bring it back. Hold up. Yeah, I gotta clip it. I gotta clip it. I'm a piece of shit, yo. I gotta clip that. That's funny as hell, man. Fucking retarded ass fucking people, man. <laughs> oh god. 
Yo. <laughs> Ooh, that's funny. No, I needed that. I needed that laugh, man. Fuck. Damn. Lefty's losing it, huh? What about that? Let's see if this actually works this time. If not, I'll have to pause this video briefly, which I don't mind. Okay, never mind. It is actually loading properly. Yeah, I was going to pause it and then just grab it, but now I'm just going to clip it. I'm going to clip it right now. I have to. Yo, those bitches sound like fucking demons. Fuckers doing a fucking a chant seance. Bitch, what the fuck is wrong with these bitches, man? Homeboy, I think Israeli homeboy, whatever the fuck he was, he came up like, yeah, we ain't trying to hear that shit. Beat it, nigga. Feel me? So I don't give a fuck about the politics of you. Beat it. They booed him. They're like, yo, get this, get this sand person out of here. You know what I'm saying? Fuck it, I'm black. They're like, yo, get this sand nigga out of here, man. What the fuck is he doing here? They was booing him and shit. They went right back to their little satanic uh, tribe-like cult, whatever the fuck. I don't know what the fuck they doing, man. Like I said, I think all these niggas worship demons, bitch. Fuck out of here. All these climate control, um, woke, woke gurus and, and wizards and shit. They're all they're all demon worshippers. Yeah, that's right. Especially these uh celebrities, politicians, celebrities and shit. They love they love uh they love the all seeing eye. Um, they love pyramids. Well, actually, no. They really love uh sort of like the pyramids, all CNI, but for them, it's more like, they're more like, hey, we like, they say, hey, it's just like a cult, not not a cult, hey, it's just like a, a, a fad or a trend or whatever. Nah, these niggas worship the devil, bitch. Fuck these, these motherfuckers out here gotta be tweaking. One minute, 46 seconds. Yeah, they gotta be tweaking. They gotta be fucking tweaking. One minute, 46 seconds. So that's probably one minute, 40, 140. Hold up. <laughs> These bitches off the hook. Hold up. On occupied land. Climate justice. On occupied land. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> I can't, dude. I can't. Hold up, hold up. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, these white folks, white folks be tripping about this shit, man. No disrespect. I mean, you know, she white. Right, hold up. Justice, I don't justice, I don't come on, I gotta get no. Oh, climate justice, unoccupied land. Oh, climate justice, unoccupied land. <laughs> Hold on, man. I'm working right now, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure I have this perfect. Oh, climate justice, unoccupied land. All right, that's perfect. All right, good. We, we we cut it like right there. Here we go. Oh, climate justice, unoccupied <laughs> land. Oh, climate justice, unoccupied land. Oh, 
That's funny. I, I got it. All right, good. Let's keep going. Now let's have a look at the Israeli response. Oh shit. Don't with the idea. Don't with Israel. Wait, what? <laughs> they really want to get serious. They need to unleash the plastic straws. I mean, can you? I'm still not over the fact. I mean, do you want to talk about lefties losing it? How they somehow fooled us into banning plastic straws and we were getting our drinks in these plastic cups with plastic yes. lids but the, the most yes everything everything that i'm drinking out of is plastic why the fuck do i have to have a paper straw do i have to really beat somebody the fuck up over this shit like yo why do i have a paper straw what is this oh well you know they're saving plastic like nigga please cut it out cut it out come on Niggas in 7-Eleven, they was trying to do that shit for a while. You know, no plastic, no no bags. It's like, my nigga, are you stupid? Are you retarded? Do you know people are not going to buy as much things, meaning you're not going to get as much money because you don't got bags? Come on. That bothers me. That really pisses me off. That really bothers me. The sure thing that needs to be plastic is paper. Kosha, explain it to me. <laughs> that is another outs, uh, case in point of the absurdity of these things that happen, and it's virtue signaling so some people somewhere can feel good that they, they did something for the environment and it makes no sense and everybody knows it. She's branching out. I think mm. her use-by date might be coming, and so she's branching out into different uh, issues and this mashup that we keep talking about of all these fringes, a coalition of fringe issues coming together. This is that on display, I think. Well, they call it intersectionality, and, yeah, she's finding her intersectional. <laughs> um, uh, well, yeah, it's a, Palestine, though, is, is a strange one for Greta, but uh, let's see how she goes. Now to Germany, where the police are thoroughly sick of the eco-crazies. Let's look at the sounds this climate cultist makes when uh, police remove him from a blockade. See, this is shit like, this is shit people shouldn't tolerate, man. Like, somebody should have definitely, you know, hit him up with the pepper spray. Um, should have definitely hit him with the taser, you know, shocked him a bit. You know, hit him with a hip toss, maybe a judo toss, sweep sweep the legs right under him, suppress him, like shut this nigga up. You dig? They they didn't do it though, of course not. Say they let this nigga yell. This type of shit you see in like like prison jail documentaries and whatnot. This type of shit you see in these type of films and shit, or documentaries on television and whatnot. Back when MSNBC had the uh, the locked up shows, that's the only thing I watch MSNBC. You know, politics, they ain't shit. But you know, the the lock up documentaries, this type of shit. Or they got a motherfucker who would kick and spit at people, so they put him in this fucking mask. You know what I mean? But then of course they they warm up his ribs. You know, they tenderize his stomach a little bit. They stomp him out. That's the uh, the COs. The COs will stomp these niggas out. So um, they come in, one dude, they, they come in, one guy, they had like juggernaut suit. These niggas are like Call of Duty bosses and shit at the end of a fucking spec ops wave, nigga. Fuck out of here. Fuck you talking about. They come in with the billy clubs and, and get to work, man. 
warm up his ribs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Warm up his ribs real quick. You know, tenderize his stomach. Kick his back in a couple times. You know what I mean? You know. That's what they do, though. Um, that's how that guy was yelling. They was yelling. He was yelling as if they beat him the fuck up. They didn't even touch him. Well, they, well now they're touching him. They're dragging his ass out. Unbelievable. Oh, now to London, where a group of anti-Israeli protesters became agitated when they were told Typical. a Zionist was in their midst. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Get him, they say, kosher. That's that's lovely, isn't it? And uh, still in the UK, our old mate Patrick Christie, a presenter on GB News, found himself in the middle of a pro-Palestinian mob. They weren't too friendly. Yo, white folks off the hook, bro. I just wanted to say that. These white folks, they tweaking, they tripping. There seems to be a new tactic where they just say, shame on you, shame on you. We, we saw them do this outside of McDonald's outlets, just uh, parents carrying their children out, having shame, shame, shame screamed at them. Again, like the climate protesters, and often the, you know, it can be the same mob, they're not exactly endearing themselves to people who are undecided about this issue. Because mm -hmm. I don't think the goal is persuasion, influencing opinions on your side and like the legitimate nuances in the debate. The goal is complete takeover, coercion, mm. shaming, all that. And you've seen it again with the, the BLM protesters, the McDonald's example you cited here, all these issues, it's sort of like showing force um, yeah. as a way to just exert basically what their their view is. And, you know, it's our way or the highway. Well, it's going to be fascinating to see here in Melbourne, the, the kids are going to be wagging school on Thursday to have a pro-Palestinian march. And there's a uh, huge uproar around that about how that's going to impact the Jewish kids at school, the hostility, the anti-Semitism. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they behave during that student-led protest. Now, let's check in on some of our youngest and brightest. Uh, seriously, though, these lefties have been failed by their parents and the education ah, system. Ah, ah, Do you guys think Hamas is a terrorist organization? They are a political organization. Um, certain countries such as Canada, the UK, the United States recognize them as terrorist organizations, but I think that one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. I live in New York, so do we live... Do we live How trendy... See, bitches like that should just be taken out of the country. Like, oh, that's how you feel? Cool. We're going to drop you off where they at now. So now you can you can tell them personally how you feel about them. Oh, we don't want you here. Bitch talking like that. Like, yeah, you got to get out of the country as soon as possible. I don't care if this is in Australia. Get this bitch up out of there immediately. Drop her ass off where Hamas be at and see how they receive her ass. Get these fucking retarded social justice warrior cunt motherfuckers out of here man this is like out of control now on stolen land here too yeah it's all a genocide that either was completed people look at me what's 
your favorite like Palestinian saying? Like from the river to the sea, Palestine would be free. What, what would happen to all the Israelis? Wow. When... Um, they would use their second citizenship to whatever country they immigrated from, and they would go back. But not everyone in Israel has second citizenship. But everyone came from somebody that came from some of the heritage outside of the Middle East, like Yemen. So with everything they're saying, right? <laughs> I want y'all to believe, I want y'all to think about it like this. Some of these people that believe this are white, liberal, socialist, communism, light type people, right? They're white people, right? They technically didn't found the country the way that society teaches them they found the country. The land itself was already found. America, for the namesake, was founded. The land itself was not founded. Why am I saying this? Because all the people that are telling one group of people to go back to your native country, people could look at America and say the same thing. You see what I mean? So this Hamas, um, whatever the fuck you want to call it, sympathizing out of pocket. Out of pocket. Like Yemen, yes, exactly. So like Jews Yemen, can go like back Ethiopia, there? Like right all here. the Jews can go back to Ethiopia? Not all of the Jews can go back to one specific place. Well, Ethiopian Jews. Wherever they came from. What about uh, Libyan Jews? There are Ethiopian Jews. He, what, what point they're making is there are Africans who, who do identify as Jewish individuals. Especially in Ethiopia. That's a large number, I think of uh, those people. Okay, they can come back to, so back to Libya, right? They can stay in Palestine if they honor it as Palestinian Basically, what they're advocating for would uh, see this slaughter of all Jews, but as is often the case with uh, frightfully ignorant people, they end their rant by calling for others to educate themselves. Do you feel bad about what happened on October 7th? I can condemn any act of violence that harms people, and I just would like to acknowledge the fact that context is important. Because right. they killed a bunch of people, like a bunch of people, like 1,400 people in one day. It's the largest killing since the Holocaust. What? It's the largest killing of Jews. Imagine just <clears throat> having a group of friends, right? It's like, y'all bored, y'all got nothing else better to do, right? you just walking around. And you stumble across this level of fuck shit. This level of leftoid fuckery that's taking place. What would you do? How do you how would you feel about that? First of all, all this rooting, all this chairing, all this shit, that's gonna have to stop. Not in my town, not in my neighborhood. What the We'll crash out. We'll turn this shit into a we'll turn this shit into a demolition derby. We're willing to crash out. We throwing signs. I mean, fuck all that stupid shit. Take that Black Lives Matter shit somewhere else. Niggas don't want anything to do with that shit out here. Take that shit somewhere else. Take this leftoid climate change, all this crazy shit. Take that somewhere else. You know what I mean? These little causes that these whites they 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 come up uh, white liberals, not white people in general, white liberals. Uh, these causes that these whites come up with, liberals, you know, they use that 
to distract the blacks just to get the blacks going like, hey, that is bad. Hey, white supremacy is an issue in this country. And hey, you know, Trump is a racist. And, and meanwhile, you're just another pawn, shiftless, stereotypical token nigger. That's all. That's all. For the time being, if they can get your attention, sprinkle, show some money off in front of you, like, oh, reparations. Oh, black people, ears perk up like canines. Despicable, man. Fucking despicable. Why are the scaling of Jews since the Holocaust? So you still want them to go back to Yemen, Jordan, like Lebanon, Syria? educate yourself. Now, those two were at least pleasant about their genocide or Marxist fantasies. This next lady needs to mind her manners. She starts off by asking, are you a Jew? Damn. Yo, 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 whoa, whoa. This bitch is violating. This bitch is violating. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't play with me like that, nigga. Whoa. Oh, climate justice. I love you, my land. Oh, climate justice. I love you, my land. Yo. Nigga, crash out. Yo, why she crash out like that, man? Yo. Yo, I would have I would have put the mittens on her, yo. Oh my god, bro. You ever seen a video of um uh, of Reese? Lil Reese from uh from 300? He black. Uh he from Chicago, one of them Chicago niggas. Um it showed this one bitch smacking him, I guess. And this nigga had a combo breaker, like beat the brakes off of this bitch, man. <laughs> I ain't, I'm not condoning it, but I do find that shit, that shit was funny. Because that bitch got exactly what she deserved, man. She got exactly what she deserved, man. This this one bitch, this anti-Semitic bitch, I would have beat the brakes off of her. I would have fucked that bitch up, man. And for, on camera, too. Stomped her out. She gonna learn that. Putting her hands on a man. Are you a Jew? Like, what type of shit is that? What the? This Nazi Germany. Yo, this is crazy. Yo, this is Nazi Germany, bro. The sad niggas became the Nazis. But what the? F Yo, come on, bro. Let me stop. That's crazy. Just think about that. Hello. 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 Why are you recording me? I punch it. Hello. Hi. I pop on it. What did I say? Oh, hello. 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 Why are you touching me, fam? Can I smash your glasses into your eyes, bro? The fuck is this? Clown She's world. She's going to smash his glasses into his face, bro. This girl needs to uh, calm down. But instead, we got more talk about Jews and phone smashing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hello. 
Bitch out of here, man. Now this next lecture. Somebody, somebody should have just a hoe should have went oops upside her head, let a hoe pop on her. Had a bitch with her, like yo, pop on this bitch. Hit her with the three piece. <laughs> slump her, just walk away. Just slump her and walk away. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's out of pocket though. Yo, she came like, are you a Jew? Like, wait, what? Huh? Losing it has quite the imagination. Here she explains Yo. how the term good morning came about. Oh, shit. So let's talk about where the word good morning originated from. Now, listen to this fuck shit right here. Now, black people have been embarrassing. We've been embarrassing ourselves or being embarrassed by another stereotypical red, black and green type of nigga for many generations. This shit right here is on another level. Good morning is racist. Let's check this out. Good morning. Jesus Christ. All right, so during slavery times, when the women used to mourn about their child being taken away and sold to a different slave master, or if one of the family members did something that resulted into them getting whipped or killed, most of these things used to happen in the evening time. So it was their way to make fun of the black slaves crying that night prior. So they were Damn. Did you have a good morning? Did you have a good cry? And they would laugh about it. Y'all know what morning mean. All they did was take the U off of it. So nobody would think about what it really originated from. It was really a mockery towards black slaves. See this shit? Y'all see what I'm talking about? You see the shit that I got to deal with as a black? Like, this type of... This type of shit. You work for Zaddy, right? These hoes work for Massa. They work for Zaddy. Hold up. You work for Zaddy, right? <laughs> no climate justice on occupied land. No climate justice on occupied land. <laughs> These type of bitches, they work for Zaddy. Because you can't be doing no... This is really step-and-fetch-it behavior. This is some real... Uh, this is some real, like, step-and-fetch-it behavior. Real closet consciousness uh, uh, logic. This is a closeted consciousness logic on display. Everything gotta be racist. Everything's about... The black man being held down by whitey. I'm sick of this shit. I'm fucking tired of it. I'm sick of it. Yes, a uh, great story there. But despite the desperation of the American left, not everything is about slavery. Indeed, the earliest known use of the word good morning is in uh, the Middle English period. Uh, Oxford English Dictionary cites earliest evidence for good morning from uh, around 1450. So we're talking about some time before slavery in the US and before even the transatlantic slave trade began. In fact, there's 
1200 is uh, some examples of good morning there. But I just love the commitment to the cause that we've just got to connect everything yep. to the evils of slavery, even the frame. Victimhood mentality. How many years niggas been out of slavery? How many years niggas been out of chains? How many years niggas actually have opportunity to do something better with themselves? But they sit back and play fucking victim. Sick of this shit. This is low-tier Negro behavior, man. That's what this is. Low-tier Negro behavior. When you're when you're at a high tier, when you're at a high level, you think for yourself. You don't live in that victimhood, and you're not a representation of your group. That's that's when you that's when you go beyond victimhood and you take accountability. And you like what you like, regardless of what fucking color you like. And if people don't like it, they don't have to fucking like it. You know what I'm saying? That's that's where I'm at. Like this other shit is retarded. The victimhood, slavery shit. You know the cotton gin mindset. Y'all can take that tap dancing, um, step and fetch it shit. Go somewhere else, man. Seriously. Fucking ridiculous. It's good morning. Commitment to the cause, and as you said, quite creative. On some level, you kind of have to admire it because it looks yes. like she just made the whole thing up out of thin air, <laughs> put it on TikTok, it went viral. Um, and, you know, why not? The more cynical among us would say, watch the space because we have seen instances of dictionary.com and miriamwebster.com oh. change vernacular around different things. So I'm not saying they're going to do that for this because it's quite well cited, the entomology, but I would yeah. not be surprised if. You started to see that. Well, we saw that happen with the OK symbol, where it was a, a, as a joke proposed that it represents some sort of white supremacy secret symbol. <laughs> and that became <laughs> mainstreamed when. Uh, All right, so the OK symbol. So, and this goes right back into like sort of the perversion of Hollywood and how, you know, people only see like the good side of Hollywood and they don't really see like the straight up evil that's right in front of them. So the okay sign, when you see a lot of people throw up the okay sign, some people say, well, yeah, that's the okay sign. And then other people will say, now the white supremacy shit, that started, I remember Tyreek Nasheed saying this shit back in like 2013. I'm like, yo, this nigga's bugged out. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? Because I always knew it as the 666 logo. Somebody throws up an okay sign if you look at a certain a certain way, it does have a six 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 on it. Now, for people that say, "Oh, that's just a conspiracy," do you ask yourself all the questions that why do these people put the OK sign in front of the eye all the time? And then, if you look into that, you'll see all the different celebrities posing the same fucking way, covering one eye, putting the three sixes over one eye, um, fucking symbolisms of fucking pyramids and all this other shit to go along with their fucking, you know, their coded language. These people have coded language. They speak to each other in a certain way, um, pretty much conveying almost a conversation uh, with body language, the way they pose, the way they shake hands. That's why even the gangs, they have a different identity when it comes to shaking hands. You know what I'm saying? Um, going even deeper... And to, like, the brotherhood and shit, the OK sign, like I said, always been the three six signs. When you have people like, uh, you got the, the diamond, people call it the rock. People throw up the diamond. 
that's an occult that's an occult symbolism thrown up by uh Aleister Crowley, right? Who was a self-proclaimed devil worshipper and considered himself the most wicked man on earth. Just want y'all to know that. So before we go further here, there is another meaning to that okay uh symbol that people use. Idiots in the media decided that it was actually a real thing and even the circle game was getting caught up in that. Now, finally, this last lefty's losing it. Uh, this one needs to be deported. She's a student oh, at Durham College who is very proud of Hamas and wants them to commit the October 7 attack Whoa. again and again. Whoa! I support Hamas. History is made that day. Very proud of my people. Very, very proud. What? I would love it if they would do it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. What? No, they're not tourists. I support every decision. And you know what? What they did was history. Very proud. What? History was made that day. What? If she's born and bred in the West and she's a failure of multiculturalism, failure of her parents and the education system, if she's not a citizen, she should be sent back to wherever it is she emigrated from. Perhaps they share her genocidal values, but uh, here in the West, the majority still frown upon mass rape, torture and the deliberate slaughter of innocent civilians. Kosher, I mean, that's disturbing. I mean, you can see kids working their butts off to get to college and to have those sort of views being normalised and, and to be bold enough to share that on social media proudly just tells you uh, what sort of a climate we've created in academia. We really have, and I think you hit the nail on the head when you say it's a failure of the culture, of parenting, and the educational system. And it's really interesting because people like that come straight out of central casting. Like, mm. I don't know her specifically, but people like that are uh, the dream of admissions departments, and they oh, yeah. like that. Take every box. That's right. And then you <laughs> see sort of the, the Frankenstein monster kind of turning on the, the creators of this cultural trend and uh, the education system and all of that. And it's really interesting. It's sad, but it's really interesting to see that fracturing happening now within that coalition of fringes or intersectionality and i think we're going to see more of it oh we're going to see a lot more because the the left is going to turn on itself they do not share too many values other than their shared hate of uh, western values and conservatives that's it for lefties losing it kosher gator thank you so much for your time let's start lefties losing it with the all right all right, all right cool uh that's all i have but i actually do have um the stream with Ack talking about the Diddy situation going even further, going into the settlement being that Cassie went along with the settlement of 50 million. Um, and something else to be noted that when something is a civil case, it usually involves money. So money is sort of the medium. Um, would it, would she have liked justice to, I would assume she would, but for Cassie, fifty million is good enough for her, right? Who the fuck am I to judge? I didn't go through that abuse, and I have to catch myself talking about the situation the way I do, because in reality, I don't give a fuck either way. It's just something to talk about. All right. So I remember this being under an hour. So hold on, let me see. Momentarily, because I got this whole stream. This shit is like fucking 
two hours and two minutes. So I want to get to the part where he's really getting into detail about this. Let me see. Is there a world? Here we go. I think where all these freak offs that she oh, describes freak offs. She says they were so mentally draining. They were so horrifying. Is there a world that freak maybe FOs? Maybe it wasn't her hold favorite up, hold, movie. Up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yo, Diddy, Diddy shot, dude. Diddy is shot out. This nigga said, <laughs> he called them freak-offs. Like, that's his sex parties. But, um, you know, for sure, he calls them FOs. <laughs> Whole lot of booty bandits, man. Whole lot of booty bandits. Whole lot of booty goons in the building, man. But what she the, did like doing it. Because either whether she was trying to please him or that was their lifestyle. And it was one of those things where after the situation ends where you leave with nothing, you kind of like, damn, I I gave this nigga every fantasy he ever wanted. And I walked away empty handed. No baby, no ring, no nothing. That's very important. Now, this is something that I stated in the last episode But after listening to this stream, not all of it, I still haven't. I'm I'm playing this part. like I'm playing like 10 minutes of this just to kind of get to a conclusion of this. Because I'm not going to talk about the Diddy situation unless something major happens. Maybe somebody else steps out and talks about the issue. But I don't want to harvest on it. But I just want to be able to conclude this with different perspectives like. For most people, when they think about the Cassie and Diddy situation, they look at Cassie as the victim. Now, don't get me wrong. With the allegations and all those things being said, yes, she is looked at as a victim for a reason. Those are wild allegations. If you just blatantly say, oh, I don't believe this bitch, you're going to be looked at as a bad guy. But when you think, Okay, she was 19 when she met Diddy. Diddy was 37. Okay. There had have been a time, and I said this before, there had have been a time where she first realized that Diddy was not a good person to be around. At 19, she's not underage. She She's 19. Now, some people will say you should be 21 to be a legal adult. I kind of agree with that, but in this case, I'm going to let it slide. Now, there had to be some traumatic experience that she remembers. Because from her account, it's always that he ended up being abusive. But when? When? He had me take drugs and, and fuck a bunch of guys. When? When was this introduced? It didn't just come out of the woodwork, but then again, it's that dirty money. It's Diddy, you know what I'm saying? It's that dirty money. Is it possible? Because, again, I'm just asking this question. Because when I read her words, she felt like, like you know, oh, I had to be intoxicated to... To, to even participate in these things. But if you really read what she was saying and how often Diddy brought it up, and oh, it's our secret, it sounds like maybe Diddy 
unless again we could just assume Diddy's just a fucking really weird evil predator but maybe Diddy thought they both like that shit do you get what I mean April Fall said she was abused stop I'm not saying she wasn't abused I'm not saying you see you see this is why you, you you gotta you gotta understand the nuance of my argument my argument isn't about if she was abused my argument is that was some of these things that she described right maybe i i think look man and this is the thing and this is just my opinion and i'll kind of be one and done with this whole situation I think because Diddy was at a certain point in his career, he was at a certain status, he realized the woman's young, and he's like, damn, this is fresh meat. This that fresh meat. He wanted to marinate it. What you doing with fresh meat? You cooking it, you marinating it first. You marinating that meat, pause. Tenderizing it, pause, right? And what I'm trying to say in a fucked up way is that Diddy saw her as property, not as wifey material, not as girlfriend material, as his property with the allegations, of course, allegedly. It was said he even described his shit as Bobby and Whitney and and Ike and Tina, which immediately tells you. Things got very abusive. Allegedly. At least initially, she was open to it. Obviously, you know, she's basically claiming that Diddy forced certain things and pressured certain things. But are we to assume that she was vehemently just against all of this? Again, I'm here for whatever way you go with. But 12 years of doing a freak off. <laughs> The freak off? Freaky? <laughs> Ovio Andre says, nah, act, nah, let's not entertain this. Okay, all right. Nah, I'm not, listen, I'm only asking this question because... No. <coughs> <coughs> if you ask me, Act has every right to answer to ask this question simply because 12 years is a long time to be abused. Not 12 years a slave, but 12 years abused? That's different. That's different. So, and of course, this whole story is reinforced by Diddy's aggressive behavior, allegedly. Diddy's power, which there's no alleged involved. Diddy has power. He has pull. But it kind of is glued together with the narrative that she couldn't leave. She couldn't escape Diddy because she'd have he'd have people hunt her down and all type. Like, what the fuck is this Quentin Tarantino flick trailer that I'm listening to? This is real life, allegedly. I'm only questioning the morality of her when she first got on board where she knew oh this is a this is a freak off 
oh, all these niggas are fucking me. All right, let me take all these drugs. Because that's what allegedly happened. She was she took a shitload of drugs under under um Diddy's abusive and threatening ways, allegedly. So a whole bunch of pills, ecstasy, all types of shit, which by the way causes memory loss. That's why when Ack and another video that I that I listened to mentioned memory loss and mentioned the drugs, it all came together. Like, oh, okay, these bitches were this bitch was was taking e pills and getting slurred out. What the allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. I'm like, we're not here in Puff side, so we almost have to like, we almost have to kind of like, what could he say if, you know, maybe he is guilty, but like maybe it, it isn't. You know, even though this, this is not no brownie points, maybe it just isn't as bad as what we think it is. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm just asking hypothetically. And I'm not saying, for example, for example, for example, for example, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a random scenario. Okay, say a girl likes girls. She gets with a guy, but she likes girls too. Now listen to what he's saying because this actually makes a lot of sense. Now I'm not saying that this should be connected to the situation, but it's worth mentioning. Let the nigga finish, all right? The guy knows she likes girls. Okay, cool. He proposes like, yo, you know what we should do is a threesome. Cool. She's like, yeah, I've had threesomes before. They're fun. We could do them, right? She does it once. Maybe she does it twice. She's cool with that. She has no problem. The guy who now ha- who's so like sexually, he, he almost requires more and more and he has this insatiable appetite for sex. He wants to have threesomes all the time. Not just once or twice. Let's do it weekly. Let's do it two times a week. Shit. Let's do it. Let's do it with two girls. So now it's a foursome. Oh, let's do it with other couple. Like he's he's now moving. You know, I'm talking about how a lot of shit sometimes with kinkiness work, bro. Let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? Snooze. I, I played that already. I played the leak. 50 Cent audio where he said, um, he sent him. The, you know what I'm saying? So it's like a, a chick who she might be into certain stuff, but then somebody else who kind of pressures her to do way more than she probably was even into. Because I, I like, again, I'm trying to wrap my mind around a woman who wasn't into Diddy at all. Okay, cool. She eventually, you know, kind of falls for him because she's the he's the boss and a lot of that is definitely a, a way so <clears throat> that's also very important and not only just on just a podcast talking point but on a red pill perspective I want y'all to think about that she wasn't immediately interested in Diddy whatsoever but she realized that Diddy had an interest for her, maybe. And then she understood that Diddy had a good portion of money. Now, I'm trying to hold Cassie responsible on one end of doing business, meeting and being with a man that would later on abuse her. The reason I'm doing this is to humanize her instead of making her look like an innocent puppy. She knew what the fuck she was doing. 
that being said, she didn't deserve to get beat the fuck up, allegedly. But at the same time, there was some point in that relationship where she knew the freak offs were coming and she was ready. Pilled out, ecstasied up, allegedly. There's a disparity among a power dynamic, which is definitely pressuring. I'm not denying that. But I'm wondering, you know, I got to imagine they've probably had regular sex the first time they had sex. How do you go from that to be like, yo, we're having a freak off with prostitutes in the corner? <laughs> you know what I mean? Freak off. Bro, what the fuck? I don't yo. know. Ooh. Like, my nigga, that's a real, like, this nigga really called this shit a freak off. I'm like, yo, this gotta be a joke, right? No. It's a freak off. Yep. Diddy, dirty money. The freak offs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Niggas think it's a joke? Okay. Diddy coming in. It's the dirty money. Yo. Got the male yo, got the male workers showing up. Like, yeah, all y'all, Diddy, like the way Diddy probably said it, he was wild excited. You know, I can imagine it. This nigga's a fucking monster. <laughs> that nigga was excited. Remember he had all them niggas walk to the, um, yeah, this is straight, straight fuckery. Remember he had all them niggas walk to the fucking, uh, to the store and shit to get him, uh, uh, uh get him some cheesecake and shit. Had them niggas walk on foot in New York. The niggas from um, making the band, where are they at now? They go. You, you, where are they? Really? We need updates. Dylon, come on now. Spit hot fire, Dylon. Get the cheesecake. Come on. Not Diddy. And this is another thing too. I'm thinking I'm loud. I'm thinking out loud. It could have been the drugs. The drugs. Oh, no. It could have been the drugs. Oh, no. Right? Like <laughs> The D-rugs. Yike. Maybe off the drugs, she's she's more sexually open to stuff, and maybe Diddy took advantage. Okay, I bet so. Now, it's funny, because I'm hearing him say that, and I think it's funny, but then I realize... Diddy was 37. She was 19. Now, there's a good chance that she wasn't out there getting busy like that at her age. So Diddy is like the first, you know, baller type nigga that she'll ever deal with in that sense. So to have, she, she had to be enticed by sort of the lifestyle, not to mention this is your boss. So you feel that you, you have that level up on other people. Um, but I didn't work out well for it down, did it? Well, na- well, technically, $50 million richer. Yeah, it worked out well for it at the end. Emotionally, psychologically. Uh... Girl, if this ecstasy and ketamine. Yeah. Yeah, ecstasy, e-pills. You know what I mean? She could dissociate the fact that E-pills. she's not fucking somebody who she loves. Coonan. And I, for whatever weird reason, like watching another nigga fuck her. Cuck. Maybe it was the drugs. You know what I'm saying? Cockaroonie. It probably was a drug, to be honest. This nigga's disgusting. This nigga's disgusting. Basuda. You know, drugs and alcohol lowers anybody's inhibitions, but 
also for you know women a lot of things that they think they wouldn't do those things sometimes open the gateway for someone to kind of lure them into doing you know so maybe maybe it was you know okay Diddy got this fast lifestyle he's into mad drugs he gets her on the drugs now she's on the drugs you know he's on some real freak boy shit he's like yo shit yeah yeah we could we could fuck regular tonight but yo let's let's do some different she's like all right she's lit out of her fucking mind she's like let's do it whatever now he has like 10 10 niggas coming in donkey fucking her type shit i don't know Yo, this nigga violating. <laughs> Yo, this nigga violating, man. <laughs> oh shit. The freak offs? Despicable. Despicable, man. Despicable. Somebody said she can't say no. I think this this conversation is bigger than no, right? It's not just like oh, didn't she have free will? Yeah, I think I think he's right in a sense that the audience doesn't realize that. Well, first of all, how young was she when the shit started? Was she still like? I would have to say it had to be like a year into it, maybe, maybe when she was twenty going forward. And how did it come about in the sense that she willingly participated? Now, academics makes an excellent point. Like the drugs was kind of one of the ways that enticed her. And she probably got hooked on the drugs and she depended on the drugs. She used that to sort of, you know, channel out all the shit she's going through. I mean, who knows? But it's worth mentioning. This conversation is it's it definitely involves a power dynamic. You know what I mean? This is why they usually suggest that some, you know, like a boss within any type of company don't sleep with employees because, you know, the sexual dynamic between those two is going to be altered by the fact that there's a power dynamic. Your Cassie, your boss who owns your record label, who's paying for every single thing in your life wants to fuck you at some point you might feel the need to please him you might feel you're being ungrateful by saying no his lifestyle is a where he's off mad drugs you might feel if you're like oh nah i don't do all that like you're, you're being prissy i don't know this is what it is um thank you who just sent to 99 bucks thank you um anything but the norm thank you for the 99 uh she says, I would like to thank you. You are the only one who are covering this news. I'm going to send a super chat. I'm pretty sure that's super cheap. I can't even get you, uh, I can't even get you a cup of coffee, uh, coffee, my nigga. But I'm glad to see you are alive. And thank you. Stay alert. By the way, 100 bucks definitely could give me a cup of coffee. So thank you. And I appreciate um, your donation. Absolutely. All right. First class says, yo, I had a girl, said she liked girls and threesomes. We had one, and then she blamed me. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. You know, you know th there's so much. <coughs> now, if y'all listened to me before, <clears throat> you remember the story that I brought up about one of those situations and how threesomes outside 
if you are able to be lucky enough to hook up with two women at the same time and you're not in a relationship with either, that is the best way to go about it. You being in a relationship with a woman and having a threesome with another woman will always turn out bad for you. She can say that she's bi. She can tell you she likes women. That doesn't mean nothing. Because once she, it's like almost, it's weird. It's like, it's all good until you hook up with the other woman. It's it's almost as if the woman only wants you to hook up with her and then she she hook up with the woman every once in a while. Like, nah, bitch, that's not the purpose of a threesome. Fuck out of here. But yeah, it, it never works out. For sure, for sure. That shit never works out. <coughs> There's so much to unpack with this shit, man. There's so much to unpack. Anyway, Slim Thug said this. Shane Room started killing this nigga. And he followed up with a few more videos. All right, this is worth going through, but I want to skip through this because we're already an hour and 41 minutes. All gas, no brakes. Actually, no, I'm not going to go through it. It's not worth it. Um, you know, Slim Thug, the rapper from Houston, um, H-Town, uh, came up alongside of rappers like Mike Jones, rappers like Paul Wall. Um, I don't care what Texas nigga you talking about. If you're not talking about Scarface, you're really not talking about anybody with me. Um, salute to Scarface. But um, he, of course, in a weird way, took Diddy's side, which doesn't surprise me in a sense of where he's talking from. He's talking as a fan. And he's in that, I'm not saying he's in that position because he really hasn't made a hit record in I don't know how long. But he made Still Tipping, which blew the fuck up. It really was one of the songs that really brought back Houston. Um, A lot of Texas hip-hop in general, really. That being said, him taking the side of Diddy, like how I look at it, it's like it's typical because some people... There's 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 rappers and some entertainers that will tell you Diddy stories that will make you scratch your head. Nothing's happened to these people. Exhibit had the story. Nothing happened to Exhibit. Matter of fact, that nigga was doing pit my ride during the time. That nigga was getting to the bag. Shout out to Exhibit, man. That nigga was getting to the bag at that time, man. But something about what Slim Thug says kind of makes sense, though. Because once again, it's still that question that every man knowing about this situation would ask themselves when it comes to Cassie. Why didn't you speak up earlier? Well, we found out Diddy had the police allegedly on payroll. Diddy had certain people follow her everywhere she went, allegedly. To make sure she didn't slip away. And when Diddy put the mittens on the bitch, made sure she stayed in the house so she wasn't seen marked up. That's crazy. That's crazy. Anyway, it's 8.08. And I got to finish my 8 and hit the gate. You dig? Bars. I'm black. 
Um, just a wild random episode. Shout out to Academics. The wild card. I just figured, because I was going through a lot of the Diddy shit. And I don't think I went through the settlement situation. I mentioned it, but I never went through any articles because I don't, I don't really care. This is like my version of lazy journalism. I just allow other people with their influence and their insight to educate me, possibly. And it usually works. Shout out to Act once again. Shout out to Sky News Australia. Um, and what was the first one? Shout out to Benny Johnson. All right. Close to 145, hour 45, all gas, no breaks. But this is a real laid back episode. But anyway, as I always say, in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. I'm signing out. Peace.